Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Mondo. Hey, guys, this is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. Yeah, 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 you know what it is. It's the It Boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Credo, and when I want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, well, I'll listen to my own, but if I really want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, I listen to ROH Cast right here on ROHworld.com. Let's get it, baby. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 47 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. As usual, I'm here with Stephen, the other co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi everyone. And one of our writers, Des, is also here. Yes, 47 episodes is going to be the best one yet. You you just wait. And speaking of uh, episodes, we have something big in the works for uh, episode fifty. So be uh, be sure to tune in for that. Should be hopefully a, a good episode. And I'm I'm very surprised surprised we've reached it this far, to be honest. But uh, anyway, uh, this week is the usual show. We're going to talk about the latest Ring of Honor on SBG episode. Then we've got the latest news, and then we have some topics you sent in. Um, there isn't that much news to discuss because we recorded an episode on Friday last week, but uh, I think we've got a lot of questions from uh, with Stephen, so uh, we'll get to those in a bit. Um, now, in, in the chat, Stephen, you just put uh, "Remember the new Toot Toot song." Uh, I mean, do we want to save this this huge reveal? Oh. I don't know. Maybe we should give people a, a you know a reason to listen to the end of the show, but then they could just fast forward anyway. So. Well, okay, what I'll say is that at some point during the show, the new Toot Toot Charlie Haas song will be debuted, but I will not say when, so you have to listen that way to the whole show. Ooh, We've already had like the, the classical Toot Toot that we had before, but Ring of Honor said, no, that doesn't pass the quality test, can't get the rights to that song, but this new song, I'm telling you, you just wait, you just wait, tune in fans. If you uh, to watch Boiling Point. That's it right there. The new Toot Toot thing. There we go. Let's tell Ring of Honor. You know, $20 pay-per-view. First time ever. <laughs> but the new Toot Toot song will be played. That That's just, you know, that'll sell. So that, that's more appealing than what's on the card at the moment. So. You just wait, I fans. If, if fans don't know what's been added to the card this week, they're in for a treat in the new segment. <laughs> but before we get to that, we have the latest Ring of Honor on SBG uh, TV show to talk about, which aired on the... 28th of July, uh, the show began with Rhino taking on Rocco Abruzzi in uh, a very quick squash match. Um, it was one of the worst sellings of a gore I've personally ever seen. It was quite, quite disappointing because... This is a street fighter. He can take that sort of damage and not be bothered. Because but... <laughs> I remember last time Rhino had a TV match, a squash match. He just destroyed someone with a gore and it was it was fantastic. But this one looked very feeble. Not Rhino's fault, just the other guy. Um, he, did also, was... he just sort of fell backwards and just corpse and just yeah, it didn't wasn't, really do anything. It wasn't very effective. <laughs> but, you know, it was a... It, what, there's nothing really, really we can say to be honest it was a squash match designed to get Rhino over but I think what it was more designed for was sort of what followed the match um, obviously Truth Martini was in the ring with Rhino celebrating his victory um, Champa, Tommaso Champa, then appeared sort of dragging Nana and Prince Evans into the ring um, what did I just say? Did I, did I botch that? No, no uh, I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> for some reason I thought I botched it but no anyway he dragged them into the ring um, he started cutting a promo basically where he knew something was going on with the House of Truth and Embassy and he basically wanted collusion. Collusion. Kevin Kelly was like, is that collusion? Well, we're about to find <laughs> out, Kevin Kelly. Um, 
I'm trying to remember now. I've gone blank. <laughs> Are we going to find out? No, we're not because I've just had. <laughs> My brain's just died. Um, help. <laughs> I think uh, oh, Martini got on the mic, didn't he? And then that was it. Yeah, I remember. He tells, that. he tells all of his uh, clients or wrestlers the truth, and maybe Prince Nana should start telling Champa the truth. Yeah. So uh, truth, truth, Martini. He's basically said what Stephen said. Um, Nana was like, "Huh? What? What's he just, he's, you know playing the fool sort of thing?" R.D. Evans grabbed the mic and basically said that it was all Prince Nana's idea. The plan was all his. Nothing to do with R.D. Evans. And then, uh, you know. Champa got a bit pissed off and dropped Prince Nana on his head. And uh, as you can tell from the interview we did with him, he wasn't very happy with that, getting dropped on his head like that. But, uh, I mean, I suppose we still really don't know anything at this point. I mean, it was pretty obvious there was some sort of collusion between these two groups. Um, And I suppose the storyline has slightly progressed at last, but not to the point where we know exactly what was happening. I suppose we can guess that, you know, when they sold Rhino, the deal was that they would help Roderick Strong get the TV title or something and keep on to it or, or something along those lines, I'm guessing anyway. But hopefully as the weeks go on, we'll find out, you know, what's going on in it. Sort of looks like R.D. Evans, you know, staying with Champer and Prince Nana's out. So uh, who knows what will happen there. And I think we've got a, a question later on about that. Um, so after a quick break, we then had... Oh, sorry, any of you, any of you two want to share comments on the opener? No, yeah. <laughs> no, basically what you said, it was just a massive Goal. squash yeah. match, wasn't it? I thought, they, as you say, at least we're getting some sort of progress on the whole embassy and hash of truth thing. Because, I mean, both, you know, with uh, Champa sort of, you know, leaving the embassy and obviously Michael Elgin sort of leaving the house of truth as well. But them two storylines have seemed to have been going on for about the last six to eight months. And I'm just glad now we're finally seeing some progression on, on both of them, mm. really. I mean, because they've just been dragged out for so long now that it's just getting a bit ridiculous. So... Uh, I thought Ardy Evans was great as as usual. I think he's if you know whatever happens, I think he really needs to start getting more of a, a spotlight because he's just so you know just he's just hilarious really. So um, yeah, hopefully he'll start getting more of a spotlight and hopefully Nana will continue to feature some you know in some aspect. I think they'll probably go down the line of Nana maybe starting you know up at a sort of a new embassy maybe you know but bringing in a, some new guys to sort of tr- take down Champer or something like that or. Um, I think eventually it will come out that Truth Martini was probably the investor in the embassy or something like that. And I believe you can go back to episode who knows what, and I caught I think, that. Yeah, I think you did. So, you know, give me a million pick and points. I've just won the whole thing now, surely. I mean, to call that <laughs> that early on. And uh, we have been joined by Podcast Worst Nightmare John is now on the phone oh, as well. That's Jackass. Ooh, mix the action. <laughs> Queener, he, he, he's just been silent. He's he's shocked by the reaction he got from the uh, crowd here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. What is going on? Are you are you being attacked? Are you ethering someone? What is going on? I I I'm actually driving home right now from class, so this is a very special road rage edition of the ROH cast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh, yeah, we're just talking about the TV show that uh, you wrote the report. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep going on there. Ne- up next, we have Tommaso Champa taking on Mike Awful Tattoos Seidel. Um And this rock and was, roll, man, rock and roll. This was uh, essentially another squ- To be honest, it was another squash match, wasn't it? Um, 
you know, Seidel only got limited offense in, and Champa just easily disposed of him. And it was, it, I'm not really sure what the purpose of this match was. It, Champa was just sort of what he's been doing before in these sort of matches. I mean, um, John, you know, you've just got here, you're on the road. What, what do you think of this? I thought it was, like you said, basically a squash. I mean, rock and roll, Mike Seidel got in some decent offense. I mean, that moonsault, was it a moonsault, from, I believe, from the top to the floor? Yeah. was pretty impressive. But, and that spot at the end where I think uh, Chompa caught a kick and I kind of threw him down to a split and then hit a running yeah, knee. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, too. But, yeah, it was basically a squash to make Chompa look even more dominant and, I guess, psychotic than he's been looking, and I think it accomplished that. I saw he's been but doing I that since the first ever episode of RH and SVG. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it just feels like he's been doing that every time. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I mean, I'm sure they're slowly going up to face more legitimate competition on the TV show. At least I hope they are. They're never be too sure these days. Hmm. Um, Stephen or Des, do you want to comment on anything, or should I just uh, continue? No, as John said, it was, just, it was basically a squash match, wasn't it? And uh, it, you know, it, uh, but the, both that that match and the first match sort of, uh, you know, it did its job of continuing the the whole storyline. So uh, it, you know, it was, it did its job. So you know, they were. They're fine, I think. Uh, up next, he oh. tried to hit a roll-up, and I called it a rock and roll-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Uh, up next, we have Kevin Kelly in the ring, who introduces the brand new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, Kenny King and Rexartis. The All Hunters are here. I mean, yes, I cannot wait. Kenny King says that. Uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team are a bunch of cowards, and I think John will take offence to that because he loves Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. But um, Rhett Titus says that the All Night Express are bringing the party to Baltimore all night long. Well, uh, it didn't really last that long because he went to TNA, but I'm sure there was a little bit of a party. But um, this brings out Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Anyway, yes, this brought them out to that music. Um, the, the fans gave Shelton Benjamin the what treatment and he shouted, wrong company, dumbasses, or something like that. I thought that was quite funny. Um, he asks, you know, how can Kenny King or Reptiles call themselves champions? Um, I don't think they do anymore, to be honest. Um, he <laughs> says that the All Night Express can either name a time and place for a rematch or they can just hand the titles back over. Kenny King says, how about right here, right now? But of course, Harsh and Benjamin want none of that, and they said no because it's not sanctioned by Jim Cornette. 
And Charlie Huss then uh, sneak attacks Rectitus and Kenny King makes the save. But then, you know, we saw something that it just it went too far. I think this is the, the reason that Kenny King has actually left Ring of Honor is that he suffered a, a terrible injury at the hands of Sean yeah. Benjamin. You know, he got hit with, basically, Sean Benjamin hit Kenny King with a steel chair and he hit him so hard that he thought he worked for TNA and he appeared on Impact by accident. You know, <laughs> he'd been hit over the head of the chair. It was a concussion. It was a prolonged, you know, concussion. And this is this is why you need to get the hands up, you know. You need to protect yourself because you will end up on someone else's TV show. Without realising it. And the thing is, you know, Shelton Benjamin took one chair shot to the ribs and he was, you know, injured for months. You know, this chair shot to the head is just, you know, Kenny King. That's it. He's gone from Ring of Honor. This is. I hope they just don't actually have him on any of the TV tapings because that would be such an awesome way to explain why he disappeared. Um, basically, Shelton Benjamin then tries to attack Rhett Titus's knee with the chair. But uh, Charlie Huss stops him. Now, I'm guessing that is because, you know, they want to keep them not injured so they can defeat them for the belts or something. Um, we then have something I enjoyed a lot for some reason, but <laughs> tons of security began running out to stop Shelton Benjamin. And he just beat the crap out of all of them, giving him in the, is it the pay dirt, his finisher. And, uh, you know, I think he's been learning from Charlie Huss how to be an awesome heel because uh, I thought it was very entertaining. John, what, what do you think? You're a big uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team fan. He's crashed. Yeah, he's crashed. Uh, no, what? What are you talking to me? I'm sorry. I'm not, <laughs> not that good of a driver, so I'm trying not to crash. <laughs> oh, dear. But, uh, I'll go to Stephen instead. <laughs> Stephen, what did you think? This is a bad idea, John. <laughs> I thought the whole, the whole segment, as, as you said, was quite, you know, really entertaining. I think... Um, you know, wrestling Scratch that team have been arguably the the most entertaining thing about Ring of Honor recently. I think, especially Haas. I mean, even Benjamin, as you say, was pretty good. Uh, you know, normally it's Haas doing all the talking, but Benjamin got a fair share of it uh, this week, and uh, it was you know, as you say, it was it was really entertaining. I, I, I loved what you did to the security, and uh, yeah, the dreaded uh, steel chair shot. So I think that would definitely be be part of the reason how they explain that King's gone. I mean. It will be interesting to see, you know, how they actually do explain it. Whether they, do you reckon they'll just like, you know, do what did we do? Redid with Benoit and just never mentioned him again. He just yeah, uh, we've got a yeah, we've got a tournament for the vacant RA tag team titles, and then <laughs> just not even. I have an it. idea. Like, yeah, I, I say, you know how King said like, oh, name like we can name a time and place whenever, and you know, like how about this date, like in the future, and then you know that's never happened so. You know, you can have Austin Benjamin say, oh, Kitty King's so scared of us, you know, off the TNA, or something like that. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> that, that, that they can say that uh, the match was done at a live event, it wasn't televised. And, and no and one that, attended to post No, nobody, nobody won, so the, the bouts were vacated. He was injured from that chair attack and they had to take the belts off him because they couldn't defend it in 30 days or something like that. Yeah. Oh. Kenny King is retired from oh, yeah. professional wrestling. Uh, we then have this week's Inside Ring of Honor. We um, have a profile of Eddie Kingston's history in Ring of Honor to bring certain fans up to speed on what he's done in the past. Um, Eddie Edwards says that he can't lay a hand on Maria. Um, I know someone who can. Mike Mondo will do that, no problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mike Mondo would be happy to, to have his way with her. He, he definitely would. But uh, I would love to see a Mondo and Charlie Haas tag team. Haas with the ether and Mondo with his... With his uh, it's forceful ways with women. <laughs> that is a very 
you know, politically politically correct way of putting that, John. Well done. Um, for someone's called someone called podcast worst nightmare. That was quite surprising. Um, you know, he, he didn't get Mondo though. Instead, he got Sarah Del Rey. Uh, Del Rey said that any real woman could break Maria in half, and Del Rey will be that woman. Uh, Maria then freaks out about it backstage, saying that um, she doesn't want to have to wrestle Del Rey. And Mike Bennett says that he'll have no problem hitting Del, Del Rey if she puts her hands on Maria. Um, we then have a recap of how Adam Cole won his Proving Ground match to earn the TV talk shot he's getting on this week's show. And then we get the main event. And uh, to absolutely no one's surprise, because Ring of Honor spoiled the hell out of it, Adam Cole defeated Roderick Strong to become the the the, uh, the new Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Um, I was a bit disappointed that I'd already seen the finish, but apart from that, I thought it was a really good match, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll go to you, John, hopefully listening this time. What did you think of the main event? I actually did listen this time, surprisingly enough, and I thought this main event was fantastic. I honestly think it was one of the best main events uh, on the show's like run so far. I'm trying to think of a match I enjoyed more than that, and I'm having a hard time thinking of it other than when they re-showed, you know, uh, you know, I pay-per-view matches on as a road rage. I mean, this is probably the best match I can remember seeing that was made specifically for the TV show. And I thought the entire story was perfect as Adam Cole, as the plucky young, you know, guy getting his big opportunity who looks once they die based on the big incredible veteran champion who did everything he can to put him away. I just thought everything about this match was very well done from start to finish and I really, really enjoyed it. How about you, Des? I, I really liked it. It was a really good match, even though, you know, we knew the finish. Uh, it was really good in the sense that it helped, you know, in the end when Michael Elgin came out, presumably to make the save, and that he didn't make the save, that right there sort of added to uh, added to the fire that is the Roderick Strong-Michael Elgin thing. So it helped advance that storyline, and Adam Cole is the TV champion. So, you know, you killed two birds with one stone. It was a an event. I enjoyed it a lot. Steven? Yeah, really. Yeah, same as, as what both uh, John and Des said. I thought it was a really good match. As uh, echoing John's thoughts, I thought it's probably one of the best, if not the best, mm. main events uh, so far on uh, the the new TV show. Um, I thought it was, you know it was more or less perfect of the way they built it up. Um, you know they, they fit a lot of, of stuff into what was about 12, 12, 15 minutes, whatever it was, and you know even you know Cole looked really really good. You know that they the way that they had a you know strong dominating the first you know sort of half of the match and you know really looking like he was gonna just you know easily win the match and then Cole sort of uh, fighting back and uh, it, it was just you know really good I mean even though uh, you know Martini and then it looked like uh, Algin was gonna get involved you know I think it, it really put over Cole as you know a, a guy that was on the rise and it, mm. I thought it was just it was just really well done and it was it was a really good match so uh, yeah I thought it was it was great. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it was a, a fantastic match. I really enjoyed it. And I think it sort of, you know, saved this week's TV show because apart from that, all we had was a couple of squash matches and an uneventful inside Ring of Honor. So without this, you know, fantastic main event, it would have been a pretty poor TV show. But luckily the match was so good that, you know, I think it redeemed the show overall and, I, you know, I did really enjoy it. So um, any final thoughts to share on the TV show this week before we move on to news? Um can anyone remember what matches were announced for next week? It's uh, Bennett and Storm, isn't it? Yeah. 
And it's the Gardens of Truth and the Briscoes. I can't wait for that one. Oh, get those uh, <laughs> loose ropes out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but as, as you say, the, the main event really saved this week's TV show. I mean, uh, in the end, it, it turned out to be a pretty strong show. I mean, you had the really good, really good match, uh, you know, main event. And then, you know, you, you at least you had the, the storyline advancement with the, the squash matches. And as mm. I said, both, both of the two, you know, both House of Truth and the Embassy, their, you know, their sort of... Uh, dissensions or whatever they're, they're calling it you know that they're um they've been really sort of dragged out for the last you know for quite a while now so both of them needed uh you know advancement and and this happened on, on the show and we had the great main event so uh yeah all in all it was a entertaining show i thought yeah i think that was a good uh, summary so now we'll move on to the news which you can always find during the week at rohworld.com Now, John, you you are the traditional news reporter for the podcast. If you were doing a job, you would have the news printed off in your car with you, but I'm guessing you don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I should be multicasting talking and driving, so I figured it wouldn't be in my best interest to try to talk, drive, and read the news at the same time. <laughs> well, I could have memorized the news, I guess. So I'm slacking. I apologize. Yes, maybe you could have like you could have taped it to the to your windscreen then. Could have looked at it while you. That way, you wouldn't have to take your your eyes off the road. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, I'm going so, to try that next week. Actually, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, the the first bit of news. Speaking of the new TV champion Adam Cole, you know, one of the fastest rising stars in Ring of Honor, probably one of the the biggest things going right now. He's really popular with the fans. You know, how do you sort of continue with that momentum? You know, what sort of Match you're going to put him in it live on iPay-Per-View, boiling point. His first iPay-Per-View was champion. You know, perhaps you want to give him a, a good, strong, successful title defence against uh, another up-and-comer or a well-established guy, someone, I don't know, TJ Perkins, uh, Charlie Haas, I don't know, Shelton Benjamin, variety of guys you could have put him against. Or you could put him against Brutal Bob. Um, Brutal Bob idea. has wrote... Why not Bob? Uh, I can think of a variety of reasons why not Bob, but... <laughs> Brutal Bob wrote this column on ROHwrestling.com. He's brilliantly written, by the way. Was, um, where he basically uh, challenged... Oh, so brutal. <laughs> he basically challenged Adam Cole to a proving ground match for the TV title at uh, Boiling Point. And now we can assume this will be uh, accepted. You know, Adam Cole is a fighting champion and it's very rare that a challenge is made in wrestling and then, you know, nothing happens. So we can at this point presume that Adam Cole versus Brutal Bob will be added to the already lackluster Boiling Point card. Um, I know we're going to be doing a full preview, um, I think, next week. I mean, is we the pay-per-view, when is the pay-per-view? It's next Saturday, bloody hell. Um, so so for it. I cannot wait. Um, yeah, we'll be doing a full preview of Boiling Point on next week's show. But yeah, uh, so Don't listen point, to that one. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a very negative show. But, you know, what do you think of this announcement? Uh, I'll go to you, John. You said, why not Bob? I mean, why Bob? What, why is he facing Adam Cole? Um, I wish you would not spend that around on me like that. <laughs> but um, uh, I don't know how to defend this in any way. I don't see the point in this match happening at all. Um, I don't know what else to say. It just seems like a rather pointless throwaway match on an already rather pointless and throwaway eye pay-per-view. So, mm. I guess it adds up. 
I suppose it fits in, didn't it? They didn't actually add anything good to the card. So, um, I mean, I just don't understand it. Adam Cole gains nothing from defeating Brutal Bob. Brutal who's Bob. Who's he going to beat him? Uh, oh, it's pretty obvious. Surely, surely they're it'll, not. It'll, it'll, it'll be shorter than El Generico's TV title right? Oh my god, it's not for the title. It's Proving Ground. So, oh um, yeah. But I mean, oh, come on. Work. Adam Cole gains nothing beating Brutal Bob. He's not an established veteran. He hasn't got loads of wins under his belt in Ring of Honor. All right, hey, I mean, I'm going to let y'all go. I got caught still with a monsoon, and I don't feel comfortable driving while, or talking while driving right now. So in, the, in my best interest, I'm going to have to let y'all go right now. Oh, uh, see you later, John. All right, so I hope I don't die on the way home. <laughs> Try not to. <laughs> and with that, I'll leave you. Take care. We should probably edit things like that out of the show, but I'm too lazy to do that anymore. Um, anyway, um, what I was saying was, you know, Adam Cole gains nothing from defeating Brutal Bob, and um, a lot of people on the forum, I can, there's no one defending or happy with this announcement, you know, at all. I mean, the, the pay-per-view isn't looking that good as it is. You should try and add something on the undercard that might try and sell it to some people, and this won't at all. I mean, if Brutal Bob defeats Adam Cole, that's ridiculous. If Adam Cole wins, he gains nothing. Stephen, any thoughts, comments, anything? Uh, I just, as you say, I can't really believe this is this is happening. To be honest, when you text <laughs> me, I think I put LMAO. Are you serious or something like that? I mean, I, I just thought you were joking because you often send me silly things, and I, I couldn't believe it's actually true. <laughs> It, oh, it's just one of those matches that you, we're, we're speechless. It is. It's. It's. Surely they're ribbing us. I just hope it's a rib and that they're just going to say, "Ha, ah, not really, just joking." But it's. It's going to happen, and it's live well, on pay per view. I mean, it shouldn't even be on TV, let alone I pay per view. Well, I mean, if if it, if it was on TV, then you can kind. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know an undercard match on a TV show. You know, that's. I guess that's fine. I mean. Maybe I mean it would be passable, but putting it on pay per view, basically you're saying you're paying to watch Brutal Bub take on Adam Cole, and as good as Adam Cole is, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be, you know, wanting to see that. I mean, that's going to be a ten minute toilet break. I mean, yeah, it really is. I just I just don't see how they can justify putting a match like that on on a pay-per-view because i mean to me it screams sort of like desperate and ring of honors part i mean do they oh, seriously I mean, have i mean is it costs i mean can they not afford to you know fly the one of the books in or fly tjp or i don't know there's there's people that aren't booked on this show kyle o'reilly i mean why not hit that again or it's, it's, it's definitely cost i mean i mean there's loads of guys on the roster that aren't on this pay-per-view so it, it's two things they can't they either can't afford to get the, the talent in or the roster is that bad that they can't find a decent opponent for their TV champion on pay-per-view. Both but, are bad. I mean, it's just... Ugh. Give T, as you say, give TG, you know, TG, give TJP the shot. I mean, just coming back now, I mean, it would, you know, him having a really good match against Cole, you know, really strong... Uh, that that would, match would be fantastic, you know. Yeah, it would, it would be fantastic, and it would, you know, reintroduce him, and, you know, you could say, you know, I had a great show against TV champion, and that could be the basis of him actually you know, winning some matches and getting a proper push this time, but... It, as you say, it just it just screams not being you know not bothering to pay to bring someone decent in. I mean, it's bad enough as you say that the card is is as it is, but the fact it, it, if anything, I think it's just hard. Oh, I, I can't really describe to be honest. It's just it's bad. <laughs> Basically, it's just yeah, it's bad. Uh, Des, go on. Do I know how this makes even less sense? 
Go on. The night before, you have a Ring of Honor show where TJ Perkins and Kyle O'Reilly are both booked. So, I don't know. You know, you're already doing an event the night before. Why isn't not the, just show up the it the week before, I think? Wait. Oh, that's right. It's on the 11th, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't do Okay. Well, it still doesn't make any sense. But here's what I'm going to tell you. The Brutal Bob Adam Cole match is what you would call a lose-lose situation. <laughs> it doesn't do anything for anybody. What if Brutal Bob lasts the 15 minutes with Adam Cole? Oh, Bob no. Th- that is going to happen. No, if, if that happens, literally, Ring of Unders... Half of Ring of Honor's fan base will just just shut the site down. Just shut it. I'll, I'll get the delete button ready. If that if they turn it draw, <laughs> just shut it down. That is get the switch ready. Get the off switch ready. <laughs> As if we have some sort of giant lever in my house. Just <laughs> shut it. Shut it down. Jesus. <laughs> the whole site just blows up. <laughs> Go on, Dave. Sorry. No, I mean it's a lose lose situation for both guys, or not for both guys, but for Adam Cole and uh, and it also. Why did Brutal have to write an article? Why couldn't he just cut a promo like every other wrestler in the history of wrestling? I mean, if you get, you know, talk shots by writing articles, you do. You two write a lot of articles. Could you be in with a shot? Yeah. Like, you, either, you, either shot. To, you either need to punch a, a locker or you need to write an, an article and then you get a title shot or a proving ground match. So I I'm going to do both. Writing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to film myself punching a locker and sending a letter and I might get, I might get a title shot. I might... I might just be given the world title. Who knows? Hey, Steve, let's, let's, uh, let's apply to be, the, uh, be in that tournament. <laughs> so, I think uh, one of you two could have a better match against Adam Cole than Brutal Bob. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, no offence at all to Brutal Bob. I mean, I don't, I, I, apart from... He's, you know, <laughs> it's late for that, isn't it? No, I, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying Brutal Bob is he's terrible, but... Brutal Bob is not good enough to be wrestling on a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. That's just a fact. I mean, I've got nothing against the guy. I mean, he seems like a really nice guy, but, you know, Ring of Honor has always been known as having the best... Young, you know, up-and-coming talent. Well, yeah, that's all. It's, that's what it's all about. And then having a guy like this, you know, who, you know, doesn't really wrestle that much. He's I mean, a having him as, crying. He doesn't. He doesn't even really fit in with the whole Bennett character. He never has, really. I mean, I think on the first edition of uh, RH cast I said that he was like some guy that had picked up from a bar and to be honest I mean he you know at least Maria fits in with Bennett's character and you know to be honest I don't really see why why Brutal Bobby's still around he just, I don't see what he offers at all in a managerial position let alone in the ring so mm. I mean I was quite frustrated with this match with Eddie Edwards how dominant he was and the fact Edwards had to beat him with a roll-up I mean Edwards is a former world champion Brutal Bob's a manager I mean, are we going to see this sort of one-sided thing here against Cole? Cole should literally just put him away in, like, a minute and just... No, he's going to win with the cradle. Oh, if he has to be in with a roll-up, that... Ah. Basically, I'm just thinking of all the horrible booking decisions that could happen here, and they're probably very likely... Oh, dear. Uh, I think we should yeah, move... You think, from a, from a, a sense standpoint... It, the the sensible thing <laughs> wouldn't even get to book this in the first place. Well, no, but it, now they've booked it. The you know for it to make sense, really, Bob should win. I mean, Adam, <laughs> Adam, <laughs> don't listen to him. Don't I'm listen not saying to him. I want him to win, but you know, Bob keeps going about oh, I want opportunities, and why not Bob? 
I mean, for him to lose this now, I mean, how many opportunities are they going to give him? Is this going to be his last chance, or are they going to keep giving him TV matches? I mean, I would I would not be surprised at all if he if Bennett comes down and interferes and, and Brutal Bob wins this match. Uh, honestly, are you, not, are you willing to? Oh wait, I was going to ask if you're going to put pick points on that, but you retired from Pickums because your memory's that bad. But um, okay, well, we'll I'm move going on, out on a limb that. now. I'm going out on a limb. If if Brutal Bob wins a boiling point, I get a gazillion prediction prediction. Yeah, pick points. Speak. You I can get a, you can get a gazillion prediction points, even though they they're worthless. But uh, <laughs> so are pick points to be honest. But anyway, we'll move on with the news. We're ranting a bit. And I'm sure we'll continue this the rant about this match when it is confirmed, or if it is confirmed. Hopefully, they're not going to confirm it. Yeah. I mean, if they read our forum, it's three pages, and every single person doesn't like it. And if, to be honest, vote with your wallet, people. If if this pay per view or the card or whatever just doesn't appeal to you, just don't buy it. That's the only way Ring of Honor will know that people don't want this sort of card and I pay per view. If if you if like the card, yeah. then that's fine. Buy it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. None of you are in a position like us where we have to buy it to report on it, but <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be otherwise. But, you know, I'll leave it at that. Anyway, let's move on with the news. We've got um, Rhett Titus and a mystery man have been added to the tag team tournament that begins this Friday in Baltimore. Um, the image shows Rhett Titus next to a uh, black figure with a red question mark on his face and I believe that is the same image they use for the Guardian of Truth so um, the Guardians of Truth putting double duty Rhett Titus and oh. one half of the Guardians of Truth will be in the <laughs> tournament confirmed I hope, they don't t- I hope they don't get the Guardians of Truth that'll be a bit tricky <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we actually have a question about this on the forum do you want to discuss that now or just move on and just you know do it in the topics no we're doing the topics so I haven't had my intro music yet so I'm not, I'm not ready Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, that that has been announced for the tournament, and there's one team left that we should find uh, should find out next week. Um, it won't be Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team because Sean Benjamin isn't available for the TV tapings. He's in Japan, I think, at the time. Um, so I don't know who the last ones will be. We'll find out next week. Um, next, we have uh, Rhett Titus has recently commented on the whole Kenny King sort of fiasco, whatever you want to call it, situation. Um, he did this in, was it Titus TV or something? Um, yeah. When you, you posted a, a quote on the website of what uh, Rhett had, had to say. Shall I read it off? Or, I mean, what? He doesn't really, I mean, he doesn't really say much. I mean, well, what's the summary, Stephen? Go ahead. He, he's very conservative in what he says. I mean, he just basically says that he's disappointed that they didn't get the title run, but he's not personally angry with uh, Kenny King and that it's made him, uh, you know, be more creative and. and has you know driven him on to do better in in Ring of Honor. So yeah, he didn't really say much. I mean, he, I, I'm sure he's like he's bitten his lip a bit now, and you know he's, mm. he's just saying what uh, you know he's he's not going to come out and, and blast Kenny King. I mean, I understand that they're still quite good friends. I mean, he probably you know he probably doesn't really have any you know anger towards Kenny King. I'm sure you know he would have done the same if maybe not the whole you know green or you know verbal agreement whatever. I'm, I'm sure if a lot of the Ring of Honor you know roster were, were given a, a chance to you know appear on a you know a, a bigger promotion then i'm sure they would but you know, at the end of the day i mean it's it is you know it's, it's sad that they haven't been able to have the total run that a lot of the fans wanted them to have but uh, it's just it is what it is isn't it i mean hopefully kenny king for himself can you know go on and get a, a contract now and because it, it looks as if he won't be in ring of honor again so uh uh yes yeah, 
that's basically it, really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the final bit of news is we have a, a new article that went up a couple of days ago on the website by uh, Des. Uh, Get to know the blackout. Uh, do you want to explain what that's all about, Des? Yeah, so, you know, the blackout, is, they're making their debut as a tag team in Ring of Honor on Friday for the, uh, is it this Friday? Yes. I'm losing my track of time. Yeah, they're making their debut this Friday as part of the tag team tournament. And they're sort of, as of now, the only outsider. So I thought it fitting to do a profile and get the uh, Ring of Honor audience introduced to G's and Ruckus, who are going to represent the Blackout stable. And uh, read this article, because there's a lot of history behind Blackout and other indie promotions like in CZW and Big Japan. Uh, they've done lots and lots of stuff. They date back to 2004. So I have all that history there. I actually got to talk to them, so there's a lot of stuff from their perspective. And uh, I'm maybe I'm a little biased because I wrote it, but I think it's a good read. Check it out if you don't know much about Blackout. Yeah, be sure to go and uh, check it out on the, the all-new ROHworld.com that was uh, redesigned, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago now. So, uh, yeah, be sure to have a look. And uh, that's it for news because, as I said, we recorded a show last Friday, so there's not been much since then. But... Uh, now we'll move on to the listener topics, which uh, you can send in any time during the week. There's so many ways for you to do this. Um, you can tweet us at RH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ROH world. Um, you can go on our forum. There's a thread on there, rohworld.com slash forum. And finally, you can send us a voicemail. We haven't actually got a voicemail this past couple of weeks, so... Uh, be sure to start leaving some voicemail, people. Uh, <laughs> the number to call is 1-619-822-2211. If you call that number and leave a message, we'll play it on the show and answer any of the questions or whatever you have to say. I bet now I've said that, we'll get lots of prank calls and stuff. But <laughs> Anyway, uh, Stephen, what music would you like? Uh, any. Potlo. I'm not, I'm not first. That was boring. <laughs> there you go, that's not boring. <laughs> right, um, we've got quite a few on the forum this week. We've got the obligatory troll questions from Marcus. <clears throat> um, I'll I'll call <laughs> I'll read them out just because <laughs> Exactly. Um, the first one <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to be professional here. Go on, read your questions. Does Eddie Edwards call himself Die Hard as a setup to the most ironic, also erotic asphyxiation death in history? <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear, Marcus. He's a true. <laughs> We're, oh, a... We're not going to answer that one. About <laughs> uh, the next one. Um... Send uh, Eddie Edwards an email with that one or something. Yeah. Um... Right, you you probably just read the tragic news that Mike Bennett got shot by a dwarf prostitute in Tijuana. Can you get me Maria's phone number? <laughs> we can we, we can try, Marcus, but I don't think we'll be able to. Well, uh, the third one, <laughs> third one is, uh, what do I do if Mike Mundo answers when I call Maria? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's a troll, but he's a funny troll, so we let him off. Yes. Yeah. Um, this isn't troll right. threads, just the ROH cast one. Yeah. Uh, 
Robert Reed says, are you a fan of the... Another Mike Mondo question. Are you a fan of the recent meteoric rise of Mike Mondo? Are you pleased he's turned face? Are you missing his comment? Didn't you put a comment about that afterwards? Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> me, personally, I feel it's a case of too much too soon. Don't get me wrong, I like him, but I don't feel he's world title C material, and that's where he looks destined. He's flown past TJP, Champa, Bennett, Cole and O'Reilly, and now seems to be booked at around the same level as Algin. I personally don't think he's better than any one of those names. Mm. I'd say he's close to Bennett and O'Reilly at a push, but the other four are way better in my eyes and more deserving of a push. Yeah, I mean, I like Mondo. He's, he's put on some good matches. I've been impressed with him. His, his promos have gotten a lot better. They're still a little bit cheesy, and especially his new oh, entrance oh. music. His new entrance music is the cheesiest thing. I mean, you know, I just played a bloody Toot Toot song, and that is nothing compared to his Mike Mondo's real theme. This but, is Mondo. Exactly. Um, so I've got not, not got a problem with Mondo getting a push by any means, but I think it's just how fast it's happened. You know, how far he's moved up the card in such a short period of time. I mean, not long ago, he was losing to TJ Perkins, and for some reason, no one loses to him in Ring of Honor. So <laughs> to go from that to all of a sudden jumping up here, I mean, you know, he's had matches with, with uh, Davey. He went to a tournament with Draw with Davey. He's now facing Roderick Strong at the pay-per-view. I think it's too much of a jump too soon, and perhaps some fans might be a bit turned off by that and won't sort of get behind him as much as Ring of Honor um, would have hoped. i got to tell you, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch Ring of Honor TV uh, until a couple days ago. I watched uh, I watched two weeks worth, so I watched the uh, Kevin Steen Mike Mondo show, and oh my god, that promo Mondo cut to get the title shot was the most ridiculous, cheesy promo I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and then he comes up to that generic, you know, uh, no fear, Mike Mondo. Come on, man! Really, Jack really. and tanned. <laughs> yeah, the music is is dreadful. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to agree with with you, Harry. I mean, I, I I do I do like Mondo. I mean, I think he's he's definitely improved since he came in. I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, oh god, this this guy's terrible. I mean, I know when we said his first his first appearance on RHTV, that promo he did was probably <clears throat> one of the worst. Well, was there some easy fumes in the room there, Steve? I think that yeah, I think there are. I think I've been. Uh, I think someone's released them. <laughs> Did uh, you smell that? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of the worst promos in in wrestling history. So he's definitely improved in the ring. Is improved, but it, it just. I mean, this push just seems it, it is too much. I mean, there's. I mean, maybe he could get to this level, you know, at, at some point. But when you've got guys like, you know, as he mentions, Champer and Bennett, who. You know, been in ring running much longer, and who are sort of, uh, you know, I'd say, you know, Mondo is probably at a higher level at that than those guys at the moment. I mean, he's had, you know, he said that the the match against Dave, and he's had the title shot. I mean, he he he's just yeah, he's getting he's getting pushed way too quickly. I mean, mm. uh, you need to build these sort of guys up. I mean, especially someone like Mondo, who he's not a stereotypical RH kind of guy. I mean, and the fans were all, you know, that were sort of. Um, you know, they were questioning his uh, sort of inclusion to begin with. So to throw him right into the main event is, is I, I think it's too soon. I mean, it's a it, risky strategy and it could backfire where he just Yeah, gets... and then you think, well, where does he go from now? I mean, he, I mean, does he, does he stay in the main event? Does he does he go down the card? I mean, I just yeah, I think they've sort of backed themselves into a corner with this one. And I think Mundo has improved, but they, they needed to take the keep much slower. I mean... I know at the top of the card is is sort of weak at the moment. Does need some new guys, but I mean, there's other guys as as Robert Reed says in his question. He's um, 
you know, what he says that there are other people that could have, you know, filled that spot much better than Mike Mundo at the moment. But um, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, as I said, I, I, I do like Mundo, but I just think they, they have pushed him, you know, too quickly in there. Mm. So, um, yeah, interested to see how, how he goes on at, uh, at boiling point as well. So, um, next question. Oh, sorry, Rob Reed again. Because uh, I asked for more questions, so I didn't think we were going to mention Marcus, but they were quite funny, so we did. Um, <laughs> he says, are you a fan of Rhett Titus entering the tag title tournament? Do you think it will detract from his singles push to face Dean, possibly at death, death before Dishonor X-10? He... Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say so, yeah, because um, at a recent show, I can't remember which one, you know, he came out and he, he basically, he, he attacked Steen, he saved the Briscoes, and he then challenged Steen to a match in a promo, sort of, and he's he's part of the, you know, the six-man tag team cage match, you know, Briscoes and uh, Reptiles versus Scum. So it looked like, you know, he's going for a singles run, we weren't sure if he's going to turn heel or stay his face. But now he's in the tag tournament. I mean, who's his partner going to be? I think his partner's going to be your cat. He's cutting a right promo in the background. Oh, I, I didn't think you'd be able to hear that. Let me get rid of him. I'm going to mute up and get rid of him. You two, uh, you discuss. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, that's... Harry's cat should, should uh, be... Yeah. I, I think Harry's cat deserves a world title shot. That was a great promo. That was awesome. That was he, way than he, he has ambition, you know. He has, you know, he's he has just hunger. started uh, punching the locker. My wardrobe, sorry. Um, you know, I think you he know, does there, want... there are some people, you know, you can work, and some people just have it, and your cat has it. <laughs> he's, he's sort of the Kevin scene of cats, if you saw him, so I think he uh, <laughs> he should get top of shit. Does he wear basketball shorts? <laughs> I'm thinking he should. <laughs> right, I can't remember where we were. Oh, Red Titus, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really see the point in him in entering the tag total to him. I mean... Surely he's him and a random partner aren't going to win. Sorry, so. sorry to cut you off. Breaking news, ah. it's just in. John has made it home without dying. I thought people might want to. Ah, he just sent me a text <laughs> that he uh, he made it, it home. Yeah. <laughs> did your plan backfire? Did it? Yeah. Oh well. Um, yeah. Where was, uh, where was I again? Yeah, Rich Titus. Titus, I mean, I, I don't really see the point in him in him being in this tournament. I mean, I suppose they haven't really got anybody else to put in there. I mean. Who else is there on the ring of on a roster? I mean, there's, uh, I suppose there's Jacobs and Carino, but as someone said in the forum, why, why would they put them in with a chance of winning the tag titles? I mean, it wouldn't really make any sense. And then you've got maybe Edwards and uh, Cole, but they're not really a tag team. And Brutal Bob and uh, Bennett? Oh, God, yeah, we could see that. Um, yeah, so I suppose it had to be, they had to be included, really, but um, I don't think it really just detracts from his singles push. I mean... I doubt he'll win the tournament. No, I mean, as long as they... Maybe the guy who he's with, maybe, you know, as long as they take the fall and he doesn't look too weak. I mean, maybe the... the, uh, the uh, maybe Steen could maybe, you know, cost him and his partner the match or something that could continue, you know, the feud and maybe start something going into Death Force on X-10. So I think as long as they, you know, they, they work it right, I think it'll be okay, to be honest. Uh, we've got another one here about the tag team title tournament. Um... DX versus NWO in 1994. It's a bit of a mouthful. He says, who do you think should win the tag title tournament, i.e. who do you want to see win, and who do you think will win, i.e. who RH will have win? So who who do we think, who do we want to, to win? Want to win? Uh, bravados. Okay, do you want to explain why? I'm just going to say bravados. Because I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> I, also, I also want the bravados to win. Um, I, I think the Young Bucks should win. 
they're a great team. They're well known. They've been in TNA and other and things like that. So, you know, they're really talented. They put on some great matches, and they'd be. A, have they had the tag belts before? Not in Ring of Honor. No. There we go. So <laughs> yeah, I think the Young Bucks uh, should win the tournament. Uh, and who do we think will win? Um, That's a tough one. Yeah, because I, w- I was thinking wrestling's the greatest tag team, but obviously they're not in it. So, just for those who who don't know, perhaps, we've got seven out of eight announced so far. We've got the Briscoes, the Young Bucks, uh, Blackout, the Guardians of Truth, Coleman and Alexander, the Bravados, and Reptitus and Mystery Man. The only two, really, that could possibly win it are the Young Bucks and, and the Briscoes, and the Young Bucks aren't under contract, so... I'm not going to give the tag belts to someone under contract. Well, no, I mean, well, this is Ring of One. I mean, they could, you know, they could do that. Um, I thought you said the Briscoes. I mean, I think the Briscoe. We we might as well just quickly run through the teams. To be honest, I mean, the Briscoes, they've had it. They can't give them the belts again, surely. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. They're really over, but they'll get to the finals. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they'll definitely get quite far. It does look really likely that the, the the last team in will be Jacobs and Carino, and they'll win the title. I mean, um, right now, with your lack of depth, that, that seems like the most logical uh, logical step to take. Yeah, I think Des has got a point there, to be honest. I mean, you've got the Young Bucks, as we said, they're not under contract, so they're not going to win the belts. The Blackout are also just outsiders, so they're not going to win the belts. The Guardians of Truth have failed to impress at this point, and I think there'd be a huge negative backlash if the headbangers with the Ring of Honor tag champs, so that's very unlikely. <laughs> Coleman and Alexander, while they, you know, they are a very good, talented team, and they have started to impress me, and I've really started to get behind them. I think it's a bit too soon for them, to be honest with you. I, I just cannot see them winning the belts at this point. And I suppose the same can be said for the Bravados. They're they're another really talented team, but you know they haven't even appeared on TV yet since their return from Japan, since their undefeated return from Japan, I should say. So I can't see them winning it. Reptiles and Mystery Man. It wouldn't make sense for him to, you know, start going for the singles push and then just win the tag belts with some other random guy. So as Des said, you know, Carino and Jacobs, I think, could get it and Steam's takeover will continue as, you know, they have all the belts and it could, that six-man cage match, make it for all the belts. Yeah, I think that would make the most sense. I mean, <laughs> I suppose with them being the last announced team, they could say something like, you know, we were struggling to find a team, and then they didn't, I don't know. <laughs> the, the roster's got no one in it. We can't find. Well, that's what Cornette said on TV. You know, we haven't. I couldn't find a guy inside Ring of Honor, so I went to the outside because we don't have any roster. We don't have any guy on the roster. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah, I mean, I suppose they could say, I don't know, Steen's demanded it and said that he won't defend the title and they're in the tournament or something. I don't know, something stupid like that. I mean, I suppose maybe, it, it maybe would... they'll they'll write a blog on the website. Wow, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, they could draw. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I think Carino's done blogs on there before. So yeah, just write one why he wants to be in the tag tournament, and he'll get in. There we yeah, go. That's true. That's true. Right. Uh, maybe our H should try and get in. Maybe we should, and we could defend about some of the free birds rule. So you know, any oh, of us could do. Go. it. Yes. Yeah, so on the, you know, the UK, UK tour, me and Stephen will defend it. But when they're in America, Des and John could uh, step up and defend the belts for us. Oh, a, a very lengthy reign, as long as Des doesn't just jump to TNA World as soon as he wins. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, right, the next question we have is from Mr. Orange. Um, 
says, do you think there are any matches or wrestlers that could be added to Boiling Point that will help to make this iPad review better? Um, wow. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, they could add, I don't know, get Shawn Michaels in for a match. He's not uh, doing anything. <laughs> but, I mean, on the roster, TJ Perkins isn't booked. Uh, I think Shelton Benjamin's in Japan. The Young Bucks aren't there. Um, Rhino, Homicide. Uh, I'm looking at the roster page trying to find out. Carlo Ryan. You could take anybody on the roster. You could even have someone. Bravado. Have the Bravados versus the Young Bucks. That'd be good. I bet the Bravados. Why do you want to see that when we can see Brutal Bob? Come on. But the Bravados can't be very expensive. Why not make it a six man tag? Put oh, they are. They are. Yeah. Yeah, you, have to, you have to fly in Grandma Bravado as well. Here we go. Six man tag. That's three trains. That's. Uh, Three playing tickets you have to pay for. Carl O'Reilly and the Young Bucks versus the Bravados and TJ Perkins. That would that be a cost, six That would tap. cost too much money. I'm sorry, that would cost too much money. All right, then. Kevin it's Kelly. Kevin Kelly versus Jim Connett. Hybrid yeah. rules. I mean, <laughs> if, if they don't fly on the outside. Hybrid talking rules match. <laughs> Who can oversell? and Delirious hold the match. <laughs> Who can oh, I know Cornet that... and Delirious, and the winner gets full booking. Uh, get the, gets the book yeah. complete full yeah. time. Yeah. Well, that'd be awesome. I think you're onto something there, but yeah, I mean, if Ring of Honor are that tight, they don't want to pay to have any of their roster come in. There's no nothing else they can do because there's no one there. I mean, Nigel's on commentary. I mean, I don't think he can wrestle, but can he just go and get someone a lariat? Little Bob, <laughs> I don't know. That must be the reason they're not bringing you know the the guys that you've just explained that. They're... That must be the reason that bringing them in. It must be financial constraints. But are things really that bad at the moment? I mean, they maybe they are. I don't know. For a pay per view. Oh, John's now on Skype. No, don't invite him. In. We don't want that. We don't want that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, your discretion. Your discretion is is advised. I said continue your discussion. You just got oh. violent, but um... okay then. Uh, oh. Right, Mr. Orange continues. It really is just a one-match show with the rest of the matches being TV matches uh, at best. Um, I'd say dark matches myself, but uh, maybe <laughs> this is now this this would be money right here. Maybe we could be, maybe we would get Tony Kazina versus Ryan Kidd two in a hybrid fighting rules match, and John can explain <laughs> the rules in great detail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be that would be brilliant. They need to book that now. Oh, for those, we'll be talking about that story in a minute, so we'll give some context to that question in a short while. <laughs> oh, that's no brilliant. <laughs> um, the last couple of questions we've got are from Jack alone. Wait, was there actually another question there from Mr. Orange, or did we just... No, that was just... It? It was, no, no. Okay. Um, do you think... This is Jack Lope 3. Do you think Prince Nana will be phased out of RH now RD Evans seems to be Champa's new manager? I really, really hope not. Cause oh, that'd be terrible. Chris Nano is one of the best characters RH has, has, has ever had. And I, I, I definitely think he'll be, you know, he, he'll maybe reform the embassy with some of the guys. I still think they should have just merged the House of Truth and the embassy to the Embassy of Truth because they don't have time for two heel factions on the one hour show. Merge them, have two fantastic talkers within, you know, Martini and Nana in one faction, a couple of, couple of heels behind, with them. Yeah, sorted. Yeah, I don't know if two managers in one for Wait, one well, stable. Look at the embassy. They've got they've already got more than they've got Ernesto Osiris, Adi Evans, Nana, Mia Yim. None of them wrestle apart from Mia occasionally. But yeah, that's true, I suppose. But um, yeah, I, I really hope. I, mean, I can't see him getting rid of Nana. Nana's just such a good character that 
I'm sure they'll, they'll find something for him to do because uh, he's just too good not to have a round, I don't think. Um, and the last one from Jackalope 3 says, when do you think Algin will finally turn face and leave the house of truth? Well, I, mean, I think they're this Friday, the ne- the TV tapings. Fa- hopefully, it'll finally happen. Uh, if this is, I mean, the way this storyline is going, we'll probably they'll probably Algin will probably try finally get away at Final Battle 2014 or something. <laughs> this storyline seems to have been going on for ages. I mean, I, I hope it is soon because I really want Algin to break off on his own and you know really sort of uh, establish himself as a main event guy. So I, def- I think definitely he can be the the guy eventually to to take the belt off, off steam so and you know him against strong in, a, in, you know, in my opinion really good as well um in my opinion he should cash in his survival of the fittest title shot at death before the sun at x10 in chicago in september um and then strong you know tries to come out to either <clears throat> excuse me help him or <laughs> you know just purposely attack him and that, that will then set up a match between the two at glory by on at 11 in uh Canada, I think, the month after in October. So I think that would be the best thing to do, in my opinion. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. But uh, that, probably won't, that probably won't happen. It'll be dragged out uh, and Brutal Bob will get involved or something. I, I don't know. Um, we've got a few now on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter, I think we've got we, one should, from we should probably mention that John is back, by the way. He's now joined us in the conversation. Yes, I uh, made it home without dying, so I didn't want to leave you on that cliffhanger. <laughs> That would have been a good thing, tune in next week to find out if John's dead or not. <laughs> I think that, as an RH cast IP view, would get more buys than Bonnie, <laughs> wouldn't it? Sure it would, yeah, sure it would. Um, yeah, we've got a couple of questions on Twitter and Facebook. Macklin actually has posted one on, on Twitter and on Facebook, so he's getting his money's worth. Um, I'll sneak two questions in there. We know, yeah. We're on to you, Macklin. We know what's going on. Maybe they're the same question. Um, no, they're not. Right, on Twitter, he asks, what do you guys think of Mondo beating Strong? It seems like a possibility after the huge push they gave him at Best in the World. Again, surely, I, not, I, surely not. I don't know. I, I think that I could happen. That happening if uh, if yeah. gets involved. I, it seems like the perfect kind of person to give that kind of win to would be Mondo to continue his push and continue the uh, dissension between the House of Truth members. So that's, that's the only way I can see it happening. I mean, if, Strong isn't really in a position where he needs wins at the moment. I mean, maybe we could see the same sort of thing that's happened on the TV show. I mean, Oh, he could maybe come out and then pretend, you know, look like he's going to help him, and then Mondo could roll him up or something, you know, and get the win. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see Strong. That's uh, crazy if he beats Roderick Strong. I mean, we're talking about his push being too much. Surely that is is a bit too far at this point. Or is it just are you, are you saying you want that to happen, or you think that's you know where the direction? Oh no, I'm not saying going. I want that. I'm just, you're saying yeah. I'm saying it's definitely a possibility the way that they've, they've booked him. I mean. As I said earlier, I think the the push has come. You know, the, the, how big the push has been has been, you know, far too quick for, you know, where as you say, I mean, just a, well, about six months ago, he was losing to TJP on the TV show, and <laughs> I mean, he's gone from that in six months to main event and again, you know, and getting title shots, which is a bit insane. So, uh, but there you go, I suppose. Um, now, on his question on Facebook, uh, Macklin asks, "How would you guys book the RH TV title, and who do you think will be Titus's partner?" I'm thinking Generico, TJ, or TJP. So Generico, TJP being the most logical choice, and Cabana being an extreme long shot. I think we can get rid of Generico. We can get rid of Cabana. Get rid of TJ Perkins. <laughs> they won't. They won't. TJP, do that. I suppose, is an option, but 
I mean, they don't really. They haven't got a clue what to do with TJP. So I suppose that that is an option for them. Um, I doubt it. They've obviously got. They don't like him for whatever reason. So they're not going to put him in a tournament like this. He'll just. I mean, as someone said on the forum, if he has any sense, he'll pick unbeatable Jay Lethal. Yeah, that's true. I mean, why aren't TJP and Amazing Red in this tournament? That would have been brilliant as well. Oh, just don't even that, speak that about would... that. Yeah, that would. In, uh, don't even mention things like that when we have brutal Bob and I pay per views. Just don't mention the <laughs> possibilities if Ring of Honor would stop being so cheap. Um, I think that's right. The next one is this is going to open a bit of can of worms, I think. But this is um, Jonathan Hunter asks on Facebook, "How about the Davy Richards, Kyle O'Reilly, and Tony Kazina situation?" Uh, Team Bandits. Team Bandits. <laughs> Who wants to explain what's happened here? Not it. I suppose I'll tr- I'll try and explain. This is really sort of complicated thing. I mean, give us the short version of it, and I'll try and give the shortest version as possible. The most controversial, you know, aspects of it. Um, basically, these three guys were booked on a show. Two three guys. Um, uh, O'Reilly, Kazina, and Richards. Um. Booked on a show in Iowa, I believe. Um, they were running late, and apparently Kazina had a um, injured foot, and O'Reilly's back was giving him trouble. So they contacted the uh, promoter and asked to do an eight-man tag instead of all three of them doing singles matches like they'd already agreed. The promoter basically said, uh, "You know, I, I'm not going to pay as much as I would have because I'm only getting one match out of this rather than three. Mm-hmm. Um, they eventually got to the place, I believe, about five minutes before the main event was going to start. Um, they walked in. Uh, they spoke to the uh, promoter. Apparently, quite forcefully, basically said that they were not leaving um, without getting paid. I, I believe the promoter actually said when they're on their way as well that he was going to cancel them off the show because they were that late. Um, they finally got there. They spoke to him, demanded to basically have a match. He said, OK, then we're going to put... Um, Richards and O'Reilly against two uh, of the guys in that promotion in the main event, which was about to start. Um, they agreed that that was going to happen, and I think they, I think it was three hundred and fifty dollars in the end. Uh, he shook hands with David Richards, gave him the money. Richards and O'Reilly started um, to get ready, basically put on all their all their um, wrestling stuff. Mouth meanwhile, meanwhile, Tony Gazina and an unnamed trainer were sneakily taking their bags out of the back door. Um, these two guys they were facing had gone to the ring, and as they'd just made it to the ring, O'Reilly and Richards did a runner out of the back door and left, basically. Did a runner with the $350 and ran away and got in a car and drove drove away. So, basically, <sighs> so, they turned up for a show late. Um, tried to change the match, got paid, and then just left. Yeah, basically. I mean, Without, without doing the match. Yeah, that's that's the very. And you should also know, wasn't it a double shot weekend? And they were there the night before, and there, there was, there was a, three, a Tony Casino incident. Oh yeah, there was a three. It was a three sort of show weekend. I believe it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Friday apparently went off okay without any hitches. On the Saturday, uh, Richards apparently did a training seminar and uh, turned up late, um, which seems to be some like he, that's his finisher move. He's turning up late, not a kick to the head. Um, he, he turned up and basically. During this uh, this training seminar, told the uh, the students that um, not to bother, not to really bother on these small indie shows. 
uh, only on the big shows. Uh, unfortunately, while he was saying that, the promoter was there and, and heard him say it, <laughs> which is never good. Um, and then I apparently he started... Possibly with the ROH cast. I only really show up for the good shows. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he conti- and then he proceeded to um, to basically talk trash about, apparently, CM Punk and Kevin Steen and more or less basically said that, you know, these guys aren't as good as people make them out to be or whatever. Uh, and in I'm the sure evening, he said the same sort of thing, you know, what he was saying to us about Kevin Steen. Well, yeah. The same sort of stuff he was saying. And in the evening, Tony Kazina faced a youngster called Ryan Kidd, which is why we got that humorous question on uh, on the forum. Ryan Kidd is a 16-year-old wrestler. Um, he was put in a match with Kazina. Apparently, before the match, he'd posted stuff on his Twitter page, basically sort of hyping the match was it, up. Was and... it a promo, basically? Yeah, promo, and I think he'd said, like, Kazina is a, f- a fakest of fake wrestlers or something, and basically just trying to, you know, get heat for the match or whatever. Kazina obviously took this to heart and came out before the match and said, you're, you're not going to get a wrestling match, you're going to get a... Um, you're, you're not going to get a professional wrestling match, you're going to get a real wrestling match. American he Strong did, Style. Yeah, basically. He proceeded to basically lie on the mat and wait for this kid to try and sort of, tack, you know, take him down try and you know do legitimate like shoot wrestling moves in the end Kazina um whipped this kid so hard into the turnbuckles that the second turnbuckle basically gave way um he then gave him two really really bad looking pile drivers now you should see these pile drivers yeah they're should, pretty, should we I mean, embed this in the podcast post or maybe you know head to the forum he, he gives them the kid two legit pile drivers just trying to slam his head to the mat as hard as he can he wasn't trying to protect the kid and this is very mind a 16 year old kid who just did a pre-match promo and pissed off Kazina and Kazina's acting like he's some sort of legend like he's Hulk Hogan and he's been disrespected like he's nothing he's a no one in wrestling at all I can say that because he doesn't he doesn't live anywhere near me because if he was nearby I'd be very nice but you know he's not he's not this huge legend he and he's not huge at all he's about two foot tall Exactly, and the, I mean, there's—I mean, perhaps if he was disrespected, you know, maybe give him a couple, a couple of stiff chops or punches. I don't know, but don't try and break a kid's neck with proper power drivers, and then you know. And then he ends the continue. match by um, by legitimately apparently choking the kid out, um, and yeah, basically that's what happened. I mean, a lot of people have been you know quite angry about it. I've seen you know some wrestlers have been. Uh, tweeting about it, I believe Adam Pearce tweeted about that how bad it was, and but I think some, I think BJ Whitman was one of the guys who came out in defence of it and said that, you know, these sort of things need to happen, otherwise you get you know a lot of idiots in wrestling. But as you say, I mean, a lot of you know a lot of veterans sort of, you know, maybe work a bit stiff with a younger guy, you know, give him a few stiff uh, uppercuts or forearms or or whatever. But you know, a, a pole driver is a move that could, it's very know, it, without exaggerating, it could paralyse or kill somebody. And you know, giving someone a you know stiff forearm is, or maybe give them a bruise. But you know, a pole driver is a very dangerous wrestling move. Uh, and you know that was that was a, it was bad to see, and it was it was it was quite a sad watching it. To the fact he did it twice as well, it, it's just I've lost. I, I never really had much respect for Kazina, but I have none at all for him now. It it was it's just ridiculous. I hope no, just it, I it, never it, want to see him in Ring of Honor again. I mean, well, we'll be seeing him this Friday as he takes on Carlo Riley on the. Uh, Oh, get TV that. tapings and maybe he'll have to show up for that match then. Yeah, maybe. Don't pay yeah. up front Ring of Honor. Whatever. Am I the only one that if if they'd have actually turned up to this show in on the, you know in in time, then maybe you know well this wouldn't have happened. I mean every single 
every single ma- you know show that they turn up for, they seem to be late. I mean, how hard is it to be on time? Surely, mm. you know, they, they were claiming that they'd been dis- disrespected by the promoter because he said he wasn't going to pay them and stuff. But from the promoter's point of view, if you know, if these guys aren't going to give you what you paid them for, then you know, you've got every right to say, you know, maybe we should bump the price down because, you know, if you're if you're not going to get th- three matches, then you're not you're not going to want to pay for three matches, are you? Yeah, exactly. And then, for, and then for them to do this and, and run off with them, I, 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 that is that is ridiculous. Like you know, they wanted to change the match. They turn up late. The promoter changed the match to a tag match for them, and then to agree to it, take the money and leave is just ridiculous. I mean, if they're pissed off, just don't turn up. I mean, why go there just to take the guys' money? That's just theft, isn't it? Basically. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, these things happen in a lot in indie wrestling. I don't know, which is which mm. is a shame, but. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've lost quite a lot of respect for Dave. I mean, when this first came out, I read it and I thought this was just. I actually I thought, thought it was, was a work. Yeah, I thought it was some kind of work or you know wires crossed or basically just you know bullshit really. And then when I read and you know Kyle O'Reilly actually put out um, a quite a like long statement. Which, yeah, what did he say in that? I mean, is it any different? He, he, from... No, not really. He basically said that he basically confirmed it all really, but said that they they did it because they felt disrespected and. Um, you know, basically they were standing up for what they believe in, which is obviously theft, to be honest. Um, I mean, I've I have lost a lot of respect for Davy and and Kyle. I mean, I think Kyle is really just sort of whatever Davy does, he just just he sort of tags it. along. With yeah, him, he's he? he's he seems quite impressionable and sort of just does whatever Davy does. And I mean, I, the, the whole Casino thing, the whole shoot thing was. It was I think that's the worst thing, to be honest. That. Oh, definitely. I mean. Yeah, I haven't can, seen the power drivers yet. I want to see those. Like the, you, you can, I, that sounds sick and twisted, but I want to. You can kind of Either. see where they're coming from with the whole, you know, being disrespected thing, but you can't just take somebody's money and then walk out the back door. And yeah, you know, that's just it is wrong. I mean, it's it's such a scummy thing to do to take someone's money and then just run. I mean, mm. yes, I know that they've come a long way and they wanted to get paid, but as you said, just do the match. I mean, why well, even take them fifteen minutes just to do a match? I mean, as you know, Davey basically admitted that he doesn't really bother trying on these small indie shows anyway, so he wouldn't have actually, you know, broken much of a sweat. Just to just to walk out like that is, it's it's bad. I mean, especially you know he gives all this talk about priding himself and how much he loves wrestling and wants to be the best and stuff. I mean, I don't think the best just take money and run away. I mean, that's just yeah, well, it's like con men. It's, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's yeah, I mean, there's no there's no profession professionalism anymore. And and you know you've got the guy who was at, at one point, and I guess he still is if he comes back top babyface in Ring of Honor. Now, is there any truth to the fact that they were calling themselves Team Bandit on on Twitter and Facebook? Because I now I can never find this, but I read it somewhere. Is this? Yeah, they were on, saw, on, let's see if I can find it again real quick. I saw some kind of like there was Facebook a picture. Chat, there was the Facebook chat thing. There, yeah, doing. there was a Facebook. Um, some guy I think that was at the show posted a status, and then Kazina and Davy were posting on it, basically more or less sort of gloating if anything and I, I believe one of them did say like team bandits or something and um yeah I mean it's a shame that, that they are sort of the way they've come out as if you know as if they are sort of sort of celebrating it and sort of mocking mm. them for getting away with it if they'd have just come out and said you know we felt disrespected and you know we'll make up you know we can maybe make up the day at later you know later time we were just really frustrated and angry and we'd come all this way and we thought we weren't going to get paid but just to come out and basically laugh and say you know oh we got away with the sort of thing. It, it it leaves a bad taste in the mouth, really, and mm. I think a lot of people are going to be, you know, looking at Davy in the future and thinking, you know, well, why bother booking this guy? Because 
I mean, I've heard lots of horror stories in the past from you know people booking him and you know in the, in the UK before he's he's he seems to book dates you know when he was working regularly in Japan he'd book dates for promotions you know during weekends where he'd be in Japan and then obviously these promotions would would advertise that they were going to have Dave Richards on their show and then obviously because he knew he was going to be in Japan eventually we'd have to cancel that date which is that just seems really that's also really unprofessional in my opinion I mean. You know, he is a big name in the independent scene. And, you know, in Japan, he's a big name. And, you know, in, even in, you know, in Europe and, and especially in America, he's still one of the best, you know, one of the biggest names on the independent scene. So it's, mm. it is really sad to see someone who, someone like that, you know, you expect this sort of, you know, sort of behavior from, you know, guys who maybe aren't, you know, that big and, you know, bigger names. and Casino. Basically. Um, <laughs> but for someone like Richard to do it, it, it is sad and, yeah, I've lost quite a lot of respect for them, to be honest. And I don't, I don't really know where they go from here. I mean, uh, that it made me laugh that they're doing this whole um, Team Ambition wrestling school. And basically, if you, if you want to, you know, if you want to get killed, basically, go and go and wrestle there. Go and train there, and you'll take a couple of power drivers from Zena. Uh, and I heard there's a new they're introducing a new class where it's learn how to run the quickest route from an arena to the car. Um, <laughs> you learn how to avoid all the staff and just get out as quickly as possible. I should imagine Casino would probably be a quite a good getaway driver though, because you wouldn't be able to see him in the car. He'd just be <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see who was driving. So now, I love how this brought back the infamous Tony Casino memes on the forum as well. There were some good ones posted in there. I was posting them because I thought you know, when this was first posted, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt and I thought this can't be true, surely. Yeah. These guys seem like stand up guys, you know, Davey. Especially when we talked to Davey, he was really nice with us, so very yeah, strange. It's just, it is, yeah. The, the, the thing, I think they are, they literally, they do believe that, you know, this Team Ambition thing is, you know, they're, they're some Real. sort of, yeah, they're, I think they've just been, if anything, they're sort of in like in a dream world where they don't really understand pro wrestling, which is, a, you know, a bit confusing considering Kazina's been in it for. You know how many years and Richards has been around for quite a long time as well. That they, oh, I don't, know. I, I, I don't know. I just, it's just I just the sort think of that the the problem this all roots down to Tony Kazina did a promo for Ring of Honor. He said, "Give me a twenty-year-olds." You know, he turns up to this show. He wants some twenty-year-olds. He gets a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> that's not it. That's not old enough for him. That's, no, uh, they, they haven't they haven't aged and reached their prime yet. No, he, he, it's kind of so, like when you're eating fruit. You got to wait for it to get ripe, and a sixteen-year-old is not ripe. <laughs> <laughs> this took that a, sounds really bad. I, I hope no one I apologize. I hope no one turns on at that that time. <laughs> see, it's especially after hearing my Mike Mondo forceful of women line earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't have him on the show. This is why his podcast's worst nightmare. Exactly. I think yeah. yeah, I think we've spoken about that to death now. I mean, it's one of those situations where I suppose both sides will have different viewpoints on how it went down, but I don't think. Uh, Team Ambition at all have have come off good in you know from any any point of view. I mean, even O'Reilly, what he said, he was trying to make it sound better, but he basically just confirmed what. what yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, he didn't really say much different from all the reports online, really. So, yeah. uh, I yeah, think there'll be problem. some entertaining chance the next time they're at Ring of Honor. If they, if only they're at New York shoot uh, soon, I'm sure they'd have some interesting chance about this. But uh, oh, when Davey wrestles at PWG, it's going to be awesome. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, PWG, yeah, PWG crowd will give them a give them a stick. I also, it was interesting to read that a lot of people that were involved in this said that apparently that 
you know that they were hearing that Davy wasn't going to be brought back by ROH and that he was he was basically done it with ROH. So who's who said this? I, I can't remember who, but I think a lot of the people who were involved in this were saying that they'd heard or that basically were trying to say that he'd been he wasn't coming back to ROH and that. I find that so unlikely. Yeah, story. I mean, I find that unlikely, especially considering what he was saying during the interview, saying that you know, he was looking forward to coming back. I mean, I also yeah, heard that apparently. Yeah, and apparently he said when he was talking to the promoter, um, basically when he was demanding the uh, the money for for coming, he basically said that if I phoned Jim Cornette right now, he would tell me to kick your ass. So this whole stuff about him not being in Camp Cornette is totally false. He is. <laughs> Then that just sounds like a promo or something. What the hell? This is real life. You, you, you not. Ah, oh, this is stupid. It, it's all silly. <laughs> I just. It, it, this is pro wrestling. This is what. John, happened. John, were you here for our brutal Bob rant? Which one? I know I was here for. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like there's been a lot of rants. We had the brutal Bob one, and now we're ranting about this silly. Is that thing. the one where when you talked about him being uh, Cole's opponent for? Uh, yeah, yeah. Didn't you leave halfway through that or something? I may have. I, I yes. remember I, I said what I had to say, and then I got out of here. Yeah. Okay. I, I pulled a Casino. <laughs> I've, already, I've already paid you, John. You can't just disappear like that. Hey, I got my money. I got what I needed. He's gone, dude. He's gone. <laughs> uh, Stephen, anything else? No, I don't. I don't think so. No, that's. Hey, quite a lot on the forum this week, so thanks a lot for all of those. Um, including I didn't get the... to answer the forum questions. I know they want to hear my opinion. No, well, maybe we should. Maybe we should ask you the Marketh ones because we didn't really answer those ones. So we'll, we'll ask wasn't you John that. here at that point? No, no. Is John here for the Marketh question? I do not believe I was. Okay, and here's the first one. Does Eddie Edwards call himself Die Hard as a setup to the most ironic, autoerotic asphyxiation death in history? <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> right, number two. You probably just read the tragic news that Mike Bentley got shot by a dwarf prostitute in Tijuana. Can you get me Maria's phone number? Um, I I personally have her phone number. Uh, not that Maria. I have a different Maria's phone number, but still, I I tell people it's her. So I I could use Maria's phone number. Um, and then the third one. What do I do if Mike Mondo answers when I call Maria? Ooh, yeah, just just lay low for a while. <laughs> because he will he will come after you. <laughs> he answers the phone. This is Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, on that note, does that bring an end to the show, everyone? Is that everything we need to discuss? No fear, no rest, no more things to discuss. Yes, that, there we go. That is the perfect end to oh, the show. Well done. Yeah, I hope you. Uh, hope thank you for listening. I hope you you all enjoyed the show. Thank you to Stephen, John, and Des for joining me. Thank you. Oh, you are welcome. Even if John did have this sort of part-time approach, we disappeared halfway through and turned back, re- returned again. Anyway, yes, we hope you enjoyed the show. I was and... uh, I was doing my tribute to Shelton Benjamin at Final Battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you all next week for episode number 48 and I will leave you with the new wrestling's greatest toot toot entrance music you've got
Chicken grease. Ha 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 ha. Come when I'm just. Chew, chew, chew. 